What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Berrien County Sheriff's Appointment Committee has interviewed five candidates vying for the opportunity to serve as interim sheriff of Berrien County. At the conclusion of the meeting today, the appointment committee chose Under Sheriff Chuck Height to serve. I'm thankful for uh, their confidence in me to serve. I will work hard to make sure to earn uh, the fact that they made the right decision and to serve the Barron County to the best of my abilities. The committee voted unanimously to give Height the position for the reasons given of experience, his leadership with current initiatives at the Sheriff's Department, and his commitment to the community. Height will serve the unexpired portion of the current sheriff's term. Sheriff Paul Bailey announced his retirement effective at the end of the year. The election for a new sheriff will be a four-year term, and it will be held next November. A new program will offer help to those who find themselves in the Berrien County Jail and unable to post bail. Neighbors Organizing Against Racism Director Trenton Bowens tells us the Berrien County Bail Fund will pay the bail of individuals who are charged with nonviolent misdemeanors. It'll also connect them to resources for broader help with things like substance abuse or a lack of transportation. Bowen says the idea has been in the works for about a year. We are blessed to have received the Upton Grant Foundation, the Big Idea Foundation grant. We are blessed to receive that. We have an operating grant with AEP and other private contributions. Bowen says when someone lands in jail for a minor offense and can't get out, family will be able to contact the fund. They'll be able to speak with an operator who can walk them through the process of getting help with bails of $3,000 or less. Bowen says it's an injustice that some people who are arrested have to stay in the jail because they can't pay a cash bond. A person that goes to jail and cannot afford a bail for three days in seven jail, imagine what they're missing in a work. Three days can mean a lot to a person's paycheck. Three days can mean you're losing your kids in the child welfare system. Bowen says the Berrien County Bail Fund will launch in January to help those who get caught in a system that criminalizes poverty. We'll have more information when the service goes live. The United States Postal Service has announced that it's finalizing the termination of its property lease at the Orchards Mall. This follows a temporary suspension of service the Postal Service announced for the site in September. At the time of suspending the service, the post office issued a statement saying, quote, to ensure the safety of both postal customers and employees, the Orchards Mall post office at 1800 Pipestone Road in Benton Harbor is temporarily suspended beginning September 13th due to safety conditions. That temporary suspension of service at the mall location is now permanent. A spokesperson for the Postal Service confirms they'll begin the process of searching for a new site. Consumers Energy has been selected by the U.S. Department of Energy for a $100 million grant to implement its plan to improve service reliability. Consumers spokesperson Brian Wheeler tells us the company's developed a reliability roadmap, a long-term commitment to reducing electricity outages. Our roadmap right now really will help consumers energy customers to get all their power back on within 24 hours ultimately. And we're also committing to take steps so that even when we get the most severe weather, we get no more than 100,000 outages at a time. Wheeler says the $100 million is only a down payment on a project that will cost much more. Consumers crews will spend the next several years working to clear trees so they don't threaten power lines. They'll bury power lines and install new technology to limit outages when trees do hit lines. 
They'll have to do some off-roading. We provide electricity to about 2 million homes and businesses, and we have power lines that stretch across the state over 90,000 miles. So in some cases, you have power lines that are located in the middle of swamps or lakes. You have power lines that are going into heavily forested areas that are not easy to access. The company uses specialized amphibious machines to reach swampy areas and drones to inspect lines in remote locations. Wheeler says the reliability roadmap will be implemented over several years. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says the newly signed Reproductive Health Act will enable women to get the health care they need without the state standing in the way. She signed the package this week. The act repeals a law from 1931 that would have criminalized nurses and doctors from prescribing medication abortion like mifepristone. It also does away with the state's trap laws or targeted restrictions on abortion providers requiring them to meet stricter building codes than other medical providers. Wimmer says it's a shame Republicans didn't join her in supporting the act. I remain committed to working with people who want to solve problems, and these arbitrary um, barriers really hurt women, hurt, can cost lives, and, and can, I think can be devastating. Wimmer says she remembers a time when there were plenty of Republicans who openly supported the right to choose. The Reproductive Health Act also repealed a law that forced patients to buy a separate insurance rider for abortion. Wimmer said such rules stood in the way of women getting the care they need, adding they could be devastating for some. Michigan State Police have celebrated the graduation of 61 new troopers from the 144th Trooper Recruit School in Lansing. Governor Gretchen Whitmer was the keynote speaker at the graduation ceremony this week, telling the graduates they'll help make Michigan a better, safer place we can all be proud to call home. The Trooper Recruit School started July 9th with 85 prospective troopers at the training academy. Recruits received training in uh, patrol techniques, report writing, ethics, cultural diversity, decision-making, leadership, first aid, criminal law, crime scene processing, firearms, water safety, defensive tactics, and precision driving. Among the graduates are four that will be assigned to posts in southwest Michigan. And Trooper Daniel Cluster of Waterville will be assigned to the Pawpaw Post. Also assigned to the Pawpaw Post are Troopers Sean Donahue of Portage and Samantha Gijax of Portage. Also, Trooper Sincere Taylor of Coloma has been assigned to the Niles Post. And Trooper Thomas Morgenstern of Traverse City has been assigned to the Wayland Post. Next weekend will be St. Joseph Today's Merry and Bright Weekend in downtown St. Joe. St. Joseph Today's Daniel Crevere tells us there will be three major events going on. We are going to be hosting Light Up the Bluff. That is hosted actually by the City of St. Joseph, so that is where Lake Bluff Park lights up for the holiday season. We are also hosting Rain Dog Parade, our Santa series, and the Holiday Artisan Fair. Light Up the Bluff will feature the lighting of more than a million holiday lights downtown. The St. Joseph High School Choir will provide Christmas carols starting at 6 p.m. with the lighting to take place at 6.30. Crevier says the next day features the always popular Rain Dog Parade. That is just where dogs and their owners dress up in a variety of different outfits. We've seen everything from sweaters to full-out costumes, group costumes, lights, headbands on animals. Sometimes they try to put the reindeer noses on them, so it's a lot of fun. All proceeds from Rain Dog registration go to animal shelters. Santa will also be downtown starting on Saturday. That's next Saturday. Crevier says that Sunday will bring the indoor holiday artisan fair featuring local talents. That'll be held at Union and Social behind Silver Harbor Brewing. We'll have a link to the full weekend schedule at our website. And be aware of deep fakes and artificial intelligence spreading misinformation ahead of elections. That's the warning from Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, who spoke to, to the Detroit City Council this week. Individuals who don't want people to vote in Detroit or want people to be confused about their votes and their rights now have access to this new technology that could be amplified and used through social media and elsewhere to confuse people, even just about what you all and other candidates 
or leaders are saying through deep fakes and other types of misinformation. Benson's office has launched a voter confidence council. It will include political faith and labor leaders. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Israel and Hamas have agreed to a deal that would release 50 of the hundreds of hostages being held in Gaza in exchange for a pause in the fighting there. In exchange, Israel will release 150 Palestinians being held in Israeli prisons, along with adhering to a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. ABC's Patrick Revel has more from Tel Aviv. There's also, it should be said, a hope that more hostages can be released. Israel is suggesting that it's open to extending this four-day ceasefire if Hamas is willing to release more batches of hostages. Each day that they release more hostages will be another day of ceasefire. I think there's also been a positive signal for that today. Israel published a list of 300 women and children, Palestinian women and children, because it, as we understand it, that is trying to create the idea of a reserve so that once they reach already the 50 hostages are out in return for the 150, there'll be another 150 on the table. A temporary ceasefire agreement to facilitate the release of dozens of people taken hostage during Hamas's rampage on Israel is expected to bring the first break to war-weary Palestinians in Gaza and a glimmer of hope to the families of the captives. Israel and Hamas agreed to the four-day halt. It was announced today and we'll also see the release of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel. The deal was brokered by Qatar and U.S. and Egypt and was made public as fighting intensified in central neighborhoods of Gaza City. Egypt's state-run television channel said the truce would take effect tomorrow morning local time. Two occupants of a vehicle that exploded at a U.S. border checkpoint were killed today. A U.S. border agent was also injured at the Rainbow Bridge crossing near Niagara Falls. When the car went through one security checkpoint, the driver was directed to a second point, and security footage shows the vehicle then sped up, crashed into that second checkpoint, and exploded. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more. The authorities uh, on scene are still trying to figure out the circumstances here, but the FBI is taking the lead, which tells us that at least initially they may be investigating this as potentially an attempted act of terrorism, but that's not necessarily how it's going to turn out. We heard from the FBI that they're investigating this vehicle explosion at Rainbow Bridge, and now the FBI is coordinating with other partners to investigate this very fluid situation, as they call it. Holiday travelers are starting their final sprints. About 2.7 million people were expected to board flights today, and Sunday is expected to set an all-time record of 2.9 million. Many millions of other Americans are driving to Thanksgiving celebrations. Be careful on the highway. Airlines and the Federal Aviation Administration say they're prepared for the onslaught, but airport security lines could be long. Delta is telling passengers to arrive at least two to three hours before their flight. On the positive side, the government says airfares are lower than they were last year and gasoline prices are down as well. This week's been exceptionally smooth for air travel despite all this, the storm on the East Coast. Airlines have canceled remarkably few flights this getaway week, says ABC's Alex Stone. United and American Airlines say they canceled zero flights on Tuesday and Delta had just one flight canceled. That is a pretty incredible feat on some of the busiest travel days of the year. United had been listed as canceling nine flights on Tuesday, but the airline says those were future flights like to Tel Aviv in the coming days. They were taking them off their schedule and no flights on Tuesday actually got cut. American says it has not canceled a single mainline flight from November 16th to November 21st. And American Airlines has had its highest Thanksgiving travel numbers in the airline's history. The ousted leader of chat GPT maker OpenAI is returning to the company that fired him just a few days ago. 
The move culminates a short but chaotic power struggle that shocked the tech industry and underscored the conflicts around how to safely build artificial intelligence. San Francisco-based OpenAI said late Tuesday it's also bringing on a new board of directors that replaces the one that fired Altman as the CEO on a Friday. A lack of transparency surrounding his firing led to a weekend of internal conflict and growing outside pressure from the startup's investors. An expert says the turmoil, quote, shows how fragile the AI ecosystem is right now, including addressing AI's risks. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has released its annual nationwide survey on abortion. More from ABC's Ann Flaherty. The CDC is out with its latest data on abortions in the U.S., finding that the vast majority occur before 13 weeks of pregnancy and mostly by women who have already had children. The report also found that more than half of legal abortions rely on medication as opposed to surgical abortions. The survey was taken, though, in 2021 prior to the Supreme Court's ruling to overturn a constitutional right to abortion. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington.